everybody. Welcome to Cozy Clicks Podcast. This week, we are piggybacking off of our New Year's resolution episode last week, and we're talking all about our habits, what's in and what's out for 2024. Do you have some habits that you wish you can break? Well, we dive into all that and more on this episode, so grab some snacks and snuggle up. Hi, Ashley. How have you been? Hi, Lizzie. It's been a while. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, as you may know, Ashley, I've been under the weather for couple weeks now so I'm feeling much better and ready to podcast with you perfect we didn't want to leave all you hanging out there we are so sorry but we are back on a weekly schedule and we're so glad that Lizzie's feeling better thank you that's the most important thing yeah so I hear that you have some stories for us this week I do well this is really interesting because it's right in our backyard for California um There's a woman from Roseville, California that was arrested for stealing $2,500 worth of Stanley Cups. What? Mm $2,500? That's a lot of cups. That is a lot of cups because don't they go for like $50 each? And more if not. Oh, yeah. Like with the craze, I guess. Like resale. Yeah, resale. You're right. So, yeah, it's an insane amount of cups. So, um, the officer that had found... um, her and her vehicle said that he had found 65 stolen Stanley Tumblr cups stashed away in her car. There is a photo that I would love to show you, Ashley. Um, I wish I could show you guys. I don't know how to do it, but Ashley, will you do us the honors and describe what you're seeing? I will definitely describe what I'm seeing. Okay. Wow. This looks crazy. It looks like she has a color scheme going. I'll let you guys Mm -hmm. know that they're blues, light blue, white, grays, and that's, and blacks. And that's like the only colors that she seemed to get. Maybe it was the only colors that she can get her hands on. It's a crazy amount. And they're all on top of this officer's car. It looks like maybe he took a photo for evidence but there's so many cups. All you see is all these metal cups on top of a cop car with all these straws everywhere. It looks like a crazy amount. And she was definitely planning to do something with this, like resell them Mm -hmm. or who knows what, because there's no way one person can use that many Stanley cups. That's what I'm saying. And made me pause and think about all the resellers that, you know, that you see on Mercari or Poshmark, right? And you see their shop and you're like, oh, wow, it's like a lot of, legitimate stuff like but this is like a lot of stuff but also like where did she get them from because i'm assuming that right. with that many cups you can't just go into a store and like it would be heavy i would that's think that's such a good question right like how did she get her hands on this i don't have the scoop on it um this yet but what i will say is that what the officer said was pretty funny um so when he published the story the officer said while Stanley quenchers are all the rage, we strongly advise against turning to crime to fulfill your hydration habits. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Turning to Sir, officer, she is not fulfilling her hydration habits and she is making a quick buck. So mm-hmm. don't lump everybody in there. <laughs> exactly. So it's already bad enough for the, um, the Stanley Cup owners that have it now, even prior to the trend. So Right, because mm-hmm. then now with all the craze, there's like a lot of people who don't want to take out their Stanleys, who feel are shamed. That they're ashamed. They say that they only want to use them at home. They don't want to take them out and stuff like that because it's been crazy. There's all those videos of 
that man who tried to steal like one of the cups from like the starbucks line and yeah like ran he just he didn't run up but like he like walked up to like the counter he just jumped over the counter too and he just started taking their stock right right and then all the people who went and like ransacked like the target because they wanted to be the first one to grab the stanley cups and it just looks like i don't know it looked crazy but were do you think maybe those who could have been some of the resellers I do think so, unless, you know, they just want their hands on it that bad. I mean, you know what? I get whatever you want, right? You can get a Stanley if you want to, but there's so many other cups out there that you don't need a Stanley. Exactly. There are plenty of uh, double wall insulated cups out there. Like I heard Awala is a big one. Oh, okay. And um, Hydro Flask. I oh, love Hydro Flask. The classic. Simple Modern. I heard a lot of girls like Simple Modern, mm, the girlies. Okay. And of course, anyone can use a cups, but I'm just saying that I've heard a lot of girlies say that they like Simple Modern mm-hmm. um, cups. If you feel like you can't get your hands on a Stanley, that's okay. You guys don't need to partake in this craze. There's so many cups out there. And do you remember when the specific Hydro Flasks, and I want to say the specific Hydro Flasks that we had with like the handle like that was really big like in 2018 maybe mm-hmm. yeah and like now they're they've gone to like the not the junk drawer but like kind of pushed back like the they're in the back of the drawer now in the back of the drawer Aww. like as for emergencies along with like i feel like a whole bunch of other bottle crazes that had happened do you remember that bottle i forget the name but it's gonna come to you in just a second here um it has a little spiral metal ball and then you would shake it for your protein like everyone had that too even for water i for water too yeah i think people just like have water and they would just drink out of it i forget the name of it um i have like six of those right um blender bottle yeah the blender bottle yeah those were hot those i didn't know people were using them for water not for just specifically water but like they would have it just for like the gym regular drinks or they would just like uh, for the gym yeah because like the gym trend made the the blender bottle so big just like even when you weren't working out yeah exactly so i remember that um I don't remember anything in between that, but man, like there was, um, I just saw a video on this. There was, okay. So the Yeti trend was big for a while too. Yeah, yeah, Yeti was big. Not necessarily. I have a Yeti. So Lizzie can see it's like the, um, it's so cute. It's it's, like white. You have a little like, um, silicone topper to protect the straw, a hand on the side. So not this style of Yeti, but Mm -hmm. I feel like the other Yetis, like they were really big. Yes. And so now it doesn't seem like they're as big. And there was another one. I forget what it's called. Lizzie and I also have these cups. Are they cups? Would you call them a cup? Like water bottles? Oh, like, yeah, water bottle. Sorry, I, I don't know why that slipped my mind. No, no. It's just because like when I think water bottle, I think of like the little regular ones from like the grocery store. Yeah. But like these are more of like, I don't know. I don't know. Water chunks, I guess. Yeah. So you have one that's say, and I have one too. Mm-hmm. And I think they're called Nagley's. Nagely, I don't know. Oh, and those ones were yeah. Those those were were good. Yeah, they were. For a while, and people were putting stickers on them. Like I have all of these cups just stored away. Just you know, take my pick. 
But I'm just saying, don't worry if you don't feel like you're part of the trend right now, because chances are it's going to blow over in like a few years anyways. That's just true. like all our other cups that have gone to the back of the drawer. So sad. I'll tell you guys a joke really quick. Have um, I know that Stanley cups were like selling for an outrageous amount, but do you guys know there's a $300 um, water cup as well? Oh my God, I saw that. You did? I okay, did, you're, you're but you spoiling can tell, it. But you, can t- okay. <laughs> you can tell our okay. listeners. So there is a $300 water cup that people have bought. And you're not going to believe me when I tell you where they bought it from. It's so crazy. Where did they get it from? From the hospital. Specifically, the woman who have given birth. Who yeah. Who had bought those like, huge cups <laughs> of water. But what's funny is that people in the comments are saying, $300 Ours was thousands of dollars because it cost them thousands of dollars to give birth in the hospital. Oh my God, I'm cringing at how uh, how expensive it is. U.S. hospital bill problems here. I'm not sure if we have any like international listeners that are just rolling your eyes at the U.S. right now. But yeah, we are also rolling our eyes because you can just breathe air and they're going to charge you something there. You can, they can give you, you can go, which has happened to me before, go to the hospital and really bad pain for one reason or another and you're trying to figure out if there's anything wrong with you and then have people um kind of belittle you and tell you that they can give you a Tylenol like no ma'am please do not give me a Tylenol Mm -mm. um tell me that I'm fine so I can walk out of here and I am not gonna take your $500 Tylenol pill oh my god I have Tylenol at home for a fraction of the price the audacity of them pushing it oh my gosh well, I know anyway. that kind of dragged in or dragged on for a little bit long, but that's exciting that yeah. that's like just in our neighborhood, you know, exciting and also kind of crazy that I that's know, maybe happened. exciting wasn't the right word, but all right, I'll, I'll move on from the story. I, I know that you've got pretty exciting um, updates for us, Ashley. So what's going on? Okay. Okay. So I have two updates for you guys. I guess some weekly buzz here. The first one, like I wanted to mention, we intended to make this episode a few weeks ago, but unfortunately Lizzie got sick, so we weren't able to make it. So I'm going to take you back a few weeks ago when the Golden Globes are happening. Oh. And Selena Gomez was villainized for supposedly gossiping about Kylie to Taylor. Mm-mm. What happened? So for those of you that don't know, the story goes that and this is a rumor allegedly allegedly uh selena went up to timothy i don't remember his last name Chalamet? yes <laughs> um oh i guess like kylie was there and i guess she went up to timothy and asked him for a photo and kylie said no allegedly she said no allegedly kylie said no so then there's um pivot to selena talking to taylor and another woman who's sitting there and allegedly tells them she said no in regards to the photo that she wanted to take with timothy Mm -hmm. since then selena has said i wasn't talking about them i was talking about two of my friends who are hooking up which by the way is nobody's business quote unquote Mm -hmm. but i have a couple thoughts here because i want to hear them i I, okay, so I did say that she was villainized. You can share my opinion or not. Not everyone has to agree, and that's the beauty of an opinion. Absolutely. So let's say 
I did. So they were coworkers, right? At right, some they, point. They, I think they had a film together. Yeah, they had a film together. They knew each other. Right. Let's say I did ask a coworker for a photo and his girlfriend said no. First of all, if I knew their significant other and I didn't get along, I wouldn't be asking um, for a photo with them. But that's neither here nor there because I feel like it can get a little messy. But if I did ask and they said no, I am absolutely going to be telling my close friends and it doesn't even have to be on bad terms. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm talking smack about you, but I can just be like, hey, you know what? I just asked so-and-so for a photo and his girlfriend said no. And now I feel really awkward and I'm embarrassed. So I just want to let you guys know that this is what's happening and this is how I feel. Like, so I just need to tell someone and I feel like we've all had those feelings And if you say you haven't, you're lying. You've all definitely (laughs) had an embarrassing situation or a situation that made you uncomfortable that you're like, I just have to tell somebody so Mm -hmm. somebody else knows. Two, I get that as a whole, this looks bad. But in all honesty, would it be better if they did this at the after party or behind closed doors? Because it was going to happen. If she was talking about them, it was going to happen. The problem is that it was caught on camera and now everyone feels like they can say something about it. If she just waited till after the Golden Globes, she and Taylor probably would have been at a restaurant talking about it anyways. It's not abnormal for friends to tell each other some tea going around. It's not abnormal. It's nothing of another world. Like, we do it all the time. I don't think this needed to be bigger than it was. I knew... If we knew that she was talking or bullying a person, I feel like that's a different story. But the way that I see it, it could have totally been an I'm embarrassed and this just happened kind of moment. I think that's totally fair just because, again, as you said, like we've all been there. If something embarrassing happened, I'm absolutely running to the closest person or friend that I know and spilling my guts on him. Just like, oh, my God, I just want to like go under a rock right now because I'm so embarrassed, you guys. Like this is what happened. And then that's okay. I think. You're totally right. What you said, like, could this have been held off to where it's a less public place with less cameras? Absolutely. Um, I think that's fair. It, it, it can get pretty tough because uh, I know for Taylor, she's very accustomed to having so many cameras on her. So she's very prudent and careful of what she does. Even on facial expressions, she's very careful and more intentional. And I know that Celine's kind of like, I know she's in the line. I know how famous she is. I understand that. It's more so of like, um, is she, was she aware did, or did she forget for like a split moment? And I think that's, it happens, right? It's, uh, it's hard to be famous because you're not used to having so many cameras on you that you're like, oh my gosh, like I could just raise my eyebrows and someone can like make a comment on it and make a crazy story about it. And they totally will. And they would, and they can, they can, and they will. So that is insane. That what else is. happened? Okay. So that's kind of what I wanted to say about Selena Gomez. Like I said, If I knew that she was bullying or talking really badly about someone, I would not be like having the same stance as I do. But because I don't know and I feel like it could have totally been like, this is what's going on. Like, I feel like that's relatable. Mm -hmm. But so that's it on Selena Gomez. I do have one. I have have another tidbit for you. About okay. the new Mean Girls movie. I know we talked on our podcast we the, did. about like the new Mean Girls movie coming out. Mm-hmm. And I did want to go watch it. I did want to go watch it just to watch it because like I knew it's going to be different than the Mean Girls that we had growing up. Mm-hmm. But I still thought it would be interesting to go see. 
Yeah. But I recently heard and came across a couple videos of Tina Fey coming at millennials. Specifically millennials. Like, I just don't know why everybody feels the need to hate on millennials. Like, it's, it's coming from above and it's coming from below. And can we just get some neutral ground? Because, like, we never asked anything of any of you guys. So, mm-hmm. so what happened? What did she say? Okay. I think that, and this isn't solely on Tina Fey's Mean Girls movie. I feel like this did happen to her, yes. But I feel like it's not solely happening to Tina Fey. But I think the problem was millennials along with other people because I can't say for sure it was just millennials, have stated or expressed that there shouldn't necessarily be a remake of the Mean Girls movie because it was good the way it was. But I feel like that happens a lot with like classics in general. Mm-hmm. Like anything that's considered a classic, when they start doing remakes, people always say, no, you shouldn't be making a remake of so-and-so because we like the first one. The first one was a classic. But I think that she took that the wrong way. And she was blaming millennials specifically. Well, before, even before this happened, her movie poster and her theatrical poster, her the poster for her advertising said, not your mother's movie, not your mom's movie. What she meant by that is this is for the younger generation and it's not the movie of the millennials, basically. Because what she's alluding to is that the millennials are the parents now and that this movie is for the younger kids. I feel like a lot of older generations tend to forget that gen x exists and let's just be really clear here millennials are barely just having kids barely barely so maybe you're talking about gen x here maybe and again you're right from what my understanding is millennials do get um, we are the punching bag from again you said upwards and downwards and we just can't escape unfortunately and now we're like again the punching bag for now tina fey i don't know what's wrong with people like for real like whatever i want to specifically say before we move on any further i want to say this is our opinion this is our opinion it is our opinion but some of this stuff is out there that she said i'm gonna be stating my opinion and what she said is out there if you guys want to go look it up on wherever news sources you guys want to see but she said that it wasn't the millenn- that millennials feel ownership of the movie and then she went on to say it's not your thing it's my thing you know interpreting that how you will but it's like yes she wrote the movie it is technically her thing but what I've seen other people say other authors mm-hmm. whether they write books or whatever they were saying yes I wrote this book but once I put it out into the world it becomes more than me it becomes part of the people who read this book so in her case it would be the people who watch the movie Mm-hmm. Right. But anyways, so I don't really know why she needed to go out and say that because obviously we don't have ownership of it. But we were just saying we did help build this movie up to be what it was because to the point that she is able to make another movie. Right. It was millennials who have kept it going all these years. So I'm just saying I don't know why you need to come so hard for millennials and then she went on to say that it was something along the lines of millennial narcissism and that yes millennials are getting old but for me it's like why is age even coming into this you know what tina fey 
it is a blessing to be getting older because that means that we're healthy enough to be alive. There's nothing wrong with that. But why do you have to go out and say like, oh, you guys are getting older? It's just a low blow, right? It's like a low blow. It's not like productive conversation. I know that Tina Fey had a role in the movie and her role was funny. However, she was not the driver of the movie. It was the main characters, right? It was Lindsay Lohan. It was Rachel McAdams. Uh, right, exactly. Like, And the other the other staff, like they've done such an amazing job bringing her writing and her work to life that to your point, it it is more, more than, than just her. a Tina Fey work. So yes, and also if she has a problem with millennials in specific, just say it. I'm not sure what is going on here, but if you feel like um, your work is being criticized and you want to have a more productive conversation, just say it. Just say like, can we just talk about how you guys feel really upset about this and what's going on here? Just say that because just saying millennial narcissism, you guys are getting old. Again, it's it just feels like I have nowhere to go with my conversation. That I'm just going to give you guys like a low punch of the gut. And by the way, it's my opinion that this movie isn't going to live on as long as the original. So why are you knocking down the people who genuinely love that work? Oh, and nice of you, Lizzie, to bring up Lindsay Lohan because I have another tidbit of Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Apparently in the movie, which I didn't see, and so this is um, me speculating. So allegedly there is a scene in the movie where they refer to someone, Katie Heron, the original one, and then they say something along the lines of like fire crotch. But Lindsay Lohan was never told that that was going to be part of the movie. And so Lindsay Lohan was upset that they were making jokes at her expense in that way. Because it's not just a character. Now you're talking about Lindsay Lohan as a person because she is a redhead. Right. I was like, wait a minute. This is going a little too far. So she wasn't happy about that. And Tina Fey basically was just like, oh, well, you can't make the same jokes that you used to like anymore or these days or whatever but it's like why are you going around and offending everybody i I just think it's funny because she's like millennials have narcissism and then millennials are getting old it almost feels like are these comments that you are projecting from within yourself to the outward because i'm like wait a minute you're also getting older tina fey and i'm like wait a minute the way you're kind of like talking about yourself, positioning yourself like wait a minute why are you using that as a negative thing to say like that's a little bit ageist, but interesting what she's projecting. Anyways, I don't want to go see the movie anymore because you're rude. You're a mean girl. <laughs> I'll say you're a mean girl, Tina Fey. You're a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's all we have to say about that. And we are going to move on to something a little bit more positive. So to our millennials out there, stay strong. Stay <laughs> strong. Know. We are all here together. We are here together. And Unlike other groups of people, we welcome everybody to this podcast, whether you're younger than us or you're older than us, or you're just happy to be here. We love you for being here. Moving on to our main topics this week, Lizzie and I want to be sharing our ins and outs for 2024. Um, Do you want to start with one of your ins and outs? Yeah. I titled this first one as Sorry Not Sorry. What's in for me is to say thanks or other things besides this other word and what's out for me is the word sorry saying it too much I say it so much to the point that it feels like it's reflex whether a breeze just pushes me by or I bump into somebody it's just overly used and it makes me feel as if I'm a passive person which I 
don't think I am as that passive. The thing is, I feel like I'm pretty assertive, but I just have these weird old habits that are really passive. So I'm trying to take that out for me for 2024. I'm going to say and say, instead of saying sorry, I'll just try to say nothing if it's not necessary. I'm going to practice that or just even say thanks if um, if I'm tardy or if someone did me a favor, because typically someone does me a favor, I'll say, oh, sorry for inconveniencing you. So instead of that, I'll just say, oh, thank you so much for your help. Oh, instead of saying, sorry, I was late, I'll just say, thank you for waiting. That is so great because chances are the person or the people who are doing these favors for you don't expect you to say sorry to them because they want to do things for you and they want to help you and do favors for you. So it's, I feel like they probably would even feel grateful for you to say thank you instead of sorry because they're like, oh, you're recognizing me for wanting to help you. You're right. You're absolutely right. So it goes both ways. And I think what Lizzie means as well is that when she says sorry and when we say sorry, it's usually for the tiniest things that don't require sorry. So it's like I accidentally like bumped into you, but it's like, it's like my significant other. And now I'm saying sorry when, you know, it was like the tiniest thing. Love that. What about you, Ashley? What's your in? My first in is to get into the habit of making routines like morning, weekly, monthly. Um, Love that. I want to go like, let's just say I want to go on two walks this week or I want to do this this week. I want to build routines and Mm -hmm. I guess out is being disorganized and having less structure in my day than I would like. Mm. So really trying to focus on routine. I really want to work on that morning routine. That one is like my main, my main goal. Okay. I love that. I love it. So I feel like my next one is pretty similar to yours where you said you wanted to have more routine in your in your days. So I titled then my next one as same old day. And my in is to be more proactive in my life, similar to yours to the effect of rather than letting the day go by, or just being disorganized or just unprepared. I want to have more intentions with my days or my weeks to say, all right, uh, rather than telling myself, oh, I'll eventually get to that task, or um, I'll eventually pay that bill, whatever that is. I'm going to actually be more proactive about it and just notate it in like my physical calendar, digital calendar, or even just notating in a little sticky note and being like, okay, this is going to be here right in front of my day or my desk. And I'll always remember it. And then I'm going to utilize that as like an extra um, intentional effort. And also with that, um, I wanted to create more vision boards to be proactive in my life to say, these are things I would like to see or I would like to do or achieve manifest. throughout my year. Yeah, I want to manifest it. So again, take my life back into control rather than letting life happen at me. I'm going to make life happen for me. So that's in for me. And what's out of that is living my day, like I said, passively. I love that. That's regaining control. That just feels... I don't know, empowering. It does, right? You're like empowered. You're in control. You're like, no, I'm going to grab the leash like into my hands and I'm going to do, like I'm going to carve out my life the way I I see it before me. Right. And it sounds like it is in a healthy way where I feel like I've done the opposite and tried to control my life, but in an unhealthy way where it was kind of destructive for me. But I feel like this way is more like empowering. Yeah, right. Like you feel good about it. You feel good about it. Okay, so my next in 
is getting consistent sleep and it's so detrimental when you are sleep deprived. It just affects you from the inside of your body to the outside of your body. It affects it affects like your mood, it affects like your hunger, it affects your brain. It's like your body is out of whack when you're not getting consistent sleep. And I know most of the time it's my fault I'm not getting consistent sleep, like things that I can control. So that's why that's an in. And out for me is revenge, bedtime procrastination. Mm. So catching up with all my social media or catching up with anything like watching TV shows, watching a movie at the end of the night when it's like midnight and I'm like, I haven't had any time to do this during the day. I really want to do this because I feel like I haven't had any time for myself. So then I like force myself to stay awake, to force myself to have fun, but it's doing harm than good because mm-hmm. then I feel like I'm doing what I want to do right now, but it's causing me to stay up longer and messing my body up and my mind up in the long run. Yeah. So I'm guilty of that as too. Um, I'm better at it now, but I, I did exactly that. And as you said, it was more harmful than it was helpful. Perfect. So that is going to be something that we're both going to have to try to incorporate then. Okay. Well, I would like to share my next one. Um, and I call this the home body. So what's in for me is trying to integrate more daily walks with the sun out in the day. And I like to call like daily kisses from the sun. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah, I think we talked about this last time, but just making sure that if I can try to get myself out um, with sun exposure when the UV rays are um, not as harmful, just getting about 15 minutes out, walking around, just getting a little bit of sun and then head back inside just to get your um, daily vitamin D because that's really good for you. Um, and what's out for me is trying to avoid the sun at all costs. I know that technically the sun can expedite aging, but everything in everything in moderation, right? So um, I think it's good for me to get some sun. And then, you know, when the UV rays are pretty harmful at between whatever hours those are, I'll just try to avoid it um, rather than avoiding all sun at all costs. That is great advice. So all everything that we're saying, we hope that if you guys are inspired to do something like this, you guys can go ahead and incorporate that as well. What's another in for me this year is coffee later on in the day. If you take your coffee first thing in the morning, which I used to do, it's been shown to raise your cortisol levels, which is like your stress hormone. So for me, my in is trying to take my coffee after I had like breakfast, whether that's just like a piece of toast and some avocado mm-hmm. or just like some fruit, just something to take it with that. So that way it's not the first thing and only thing in your body. Even if you take it before you even drink water, like try to drink your water first and then drink your coffee. Try to have something in your stomach so that way it's not just the coffee. Mm-hmm. Also, it's very acidic, and so it's not the yeah. best for your stomach on an empty stomach. So, in for me, having the coffee with a meal, having a little bit later in the day, mm-hmm. or having tea, something a little bit like less caffeinated, decaf coffee. Really want to try mushroom coffee. So, that's Ooh. on my to do this year. <laughs> 
And Al is, like I said, a coffee on an empty stomach and no coffee first thing in the morning. Just kind of keeping it food related with you too, Ashley. Um, my next one is to what's in for me is having a fresh meal with fruits at least once a week. I love that. I, I try to do it with the chia seeds that, um, that I make for us. So I noticed that when I was ill and I wasn't eating the fruits because I just didn't have the appetite to, um, I did feel like on my better days when I was recovering, I was like, man, I don't feel great though. And I was like, well, what's wrong with, what, what, what's wrong with that? And I thought about it. I was like, oh, I don't really have my cheese seed pudding with the fruits or anything anymore. And then eventually I bought some fruits and I was like, oh my God, I feel so much better just having this fresh amount of, of, of fruits. Um, so that's in for me, integrating a little bit more fruits and like more color, colors in my, uh, my diet. But what's out for me, is just eating out too often, not integrating all of um, the food groups into my diet. So I eventually not end up not feeling that great. And I notice, like, as you, you said with your sleep, right, my mood is different. My The way that my body also feels is not as great. It, it's crazy what, what food and sleep together will do for your body. I know it sounds so mind-blowing, but um, you, sometimes you forget when you go about your day-to-day. Um, so that's what I want to do. Yeah, I definitely think that we forget on the day-to-day because in hindsight, you're like water, sleep, a stress, food, like those are the keys to, you know, having a happy and healthy body. But, you know, when we're going through our daily lives, it's so easy to forget those things. So I love that. So for me, an in this year is setting a timer on scrolling social media. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Like, I don't want to consume more than an hour a day or however long. Mm-hmm. And on that note, the type of content that you consume. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's important. I have to fix that. So that's in for me. Or yeah, that's an in for me to kind of tailor my content. Um, I want to have content that will inspire growth and joy and not anxiety because I have the tendency to scroll on the side of TikTok that is everything bad that can possibly happen to me in my life and be like wow that can happen to me tomorrow and I'm terrified now and now I'm stressed Um, shame on you TikTok for even trying to show her that on her algorithm shame on you TikTok and it shows so many people and so you know what I'm trying to tailor mine to happy happy content stuff that's gonna like make me feel good about myself Um, But also limiting the amount of time that I have because I'm guilty Mm -hmm. of scrolling for hours and hours and hours and then be like, oh, where did the time go? They're good at what they do, right? Yeah. So it's so scary. So, okay. Oh, and I wanted to give, um, I wanted to give a tip that I've been incorporating this past week into my life. Okay. And I know it's such an easy tip and I know we always say that like mind blowing, not really, but still it's the first time I'm trying it. So I set time at night, um, whether that's 30 minutes or an hour, it varies by night. I've only done it for a week, so, but I'm not touching my phone at the end of the night before I go to sleep. Wow, that's really great. Yeah, because I really want to let my my mind have a chance to wind down, and mm. I also have an unhealthy habit of scrolling on Reddit 
like I'm like okay I'm in bed so now I just want to wind down so I'll pick mm. up my phone and I'll just be scrolling and scrolling because I'm like I'm just waiting to be tired so it's okay that mm. I'm on my phone because I'm gonna go to sleep but really One my mind sleep. is just like awake because I'm scrolling and I'm I not know. really gonna go to no, sleep. No you're right and then you'll see something that will stimulate your mind again and then when you were trying to wind down your your mind's back up. Exactly and let me tell you I'm not even doing anything productive on Reddit I for some reason (laughs) for some reason I ended up on the Instacart Reddit shopper (laughs) page and I don't know why I have never used Instacart in my life I'm not planning on using Instacart and I'm also not a shopper so I I have no business being on this Instacart shopper page on Reddit Mm -hmm. but I am amazed by the stories that they have like because apparently you can message people on Instacart like when they're picking out your produce like mm-hmm. and, oh yeah mm-hmm. and so they'll be like hey like I'm picking out your produce like is there anything that you, you want me to add or whatever mm-hmm. and so people on there will post like the conversations that they've had with people or like bad shoppers who are like really rude to them or mm. bad like customers who are like you know crazy and so in terms of like their their things that they ask for anyways the point of the story is I have no business being on this side of reddit but I'll like lay on my bed and be like okay I'm gonna go to sleep in like 10 minutes but then I'll end up scrolling for like 40 minutes so my tip that I've been incorporating is I'm not touching my phone an hour or 30 minutes depending on the day um the night before so I'll set my alarms that's like the last thing that I do I'm like I'm gonna set my alarms because I'm not touching my phone And so then I'll just like charge my phone and I'll find something else to do. Sometimes I'll watch TV because I feel like it's easier for me to be like, yeah, I don't want to watch TV anymore, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But yeah, my phone, that's what I'm doing. Also in the morning, I found it's so easy for me to scroll on my phone because I feel like that helps me wake up. But it really inhibits me from actually getting out of bed. Like it keeps me in bed 20 minutes longer Oh, so I because see, I'm I see. scrolling. Yeah, so I've, I've done that. Yeah, and I do that all the time. So I'm not touching my phone within the first 20, 30 minutes of me waking up. So that way I can get out of bed, I can brush my teeth and drink water and then like get changed and then I'll grab my phone. Because yeah. realistically, it's only like 20 minutes. I only have to wait like 20 minutes like until I can go grab my phone. But I don't want it to be the first thing that I touch. That's so great. I think that's such a great idea. It, You know, when you mentioned that it, create a memory for me I was like oh my gosh I remember when I watched a YouTube video like way back in the day in like the 2010s early 2010s and this is when like vlogging was still new and there were very few YouTubers that were like famous um and one of them did like a day in my life and one of them was uh they were saying like oh this is what I do this is and they filmed themselves waking up and they're like oh yeah this this is me checking my emails checking my twitter and like in a way they were kind of glamorizing it right they were glamorizing like oh like wake up and like scroll through your phone and check your check your socials like because you're that important (laughs) and I and I realized like oh you know what I feel like even though everybody does it sometimes when you glamorize it it makes it feel like oh everyone does it so it's okay that I do it but it's really like not healthy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's common, right? It's like almost realistic. You can expect the first thing that anybody does is to grab their phone in the morning, but does not mm. mean that you have to, because everyone else is. And for me, I like, I've 
and I'm sure for a lot of people, but I don't want to speak for anyone else, but for me, it's kept me in bed longer than I needed to be in bed. And Mm -hmm. also, you know, when you have a concussion, when you have a concussion, I've never had a concussion. (laughs) I've, I've never had a concussion either, but I apparently when you have a concussion, they tell you they don't want you watching tv they don't want you oh i didn't know that yeah they don't want you to watch tv they don't want you to do anything that requires your brain to be working like a lot because they want your to give your brain time to heal like so i think it's like three days of not watching tv well i really take all those activities for because i didn't even realize like how uh, how much uh, energy or power or information or it's all the moving pixels it's all the moving screens it's like fast absorbing information so, wow. and I've never had a concussion and I promise I'm going somewhere with this, even if this doesn't sound like a great analogy, but waking up in the morning, my brain is just fresh from recharging. And the, the last thing I want to do is give it a lot of content to absorb first thing in the morning, because I feel like mm. it sets the tone for the day. And so yeah. naturally, like, what would I be doing if I didn't have a phone? I'd have to wake up. This is like, um, what we would do. We would brush our teeth. We would grab some water we would change something slower and then building up to get all that information that social media and you know our text messages and all these conversations and people who want to reach you you know they can wait a few minutes and I can give my brain a break and be like hey I'm not just gonna like pull you out of bed first thing in the morning to Mm -hmm. work so hard to like try to get all this information right you know when you say it like that it it's a it's great because what I think of is it, you're allowing your mind to have more focus throughout the day when you're setting the tone rather than, as you said, when you're absorbing so much content so quickly, your brain does kind of gets overloaded when you, you've already had a fresh new page to start with. It's already been cluttered like right in the morning. Right, exactly. And so I just want to see, like I said, I've only been doing this for a week, but I just want to see if there's going to be any changes in like my mood or setting the tone for the day or how I'm going to feel and then, you know, go from there. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'll share my last one. Um, What is in for me is integrating time blocks. And I know I've also been sharing that with you too, Ashley. So time block, meaning um, I'll actually set up a timer for myself to say for this task I want to see if I can get this done in 20 minutes and it's not a time commitment to get done exactly so I don't want to make it like it's a hard stop for myself but it's more so of kind of playing a game with myself to say can you are you productive enough to get this done within 20 minutes and if so just go see if if you can get a hundred percent of it done 80 percent whatever like 50 percent doesn't matter it's better than nothing and then because I've been doing it so much, it's been pretty fun. Again, it's like a little game for me. And I feel like it's helped me um, stop becoming so fixated on one task or even taking too long on it. Because at times I will get distracted. I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't I just gonna like refill this water bottle and now 30 minutes has gone by and the bottle is not yet filled, but everything else around me is like, like fiddled with like playing it, playing on my phone or just getting distracted with TV. So with the time blocking, I'll say, all right, Lizzie, stay focused. Here's 20 minutes. Just get one or two tasks done. And if you can, the extra time is for yourself and for you to enjoy. So it's been pretty, it's been working out pretty well for me. So, so yeah. I love that. I love that. And I love like all the timers that you're using um, to kind of keep yourself on track because 
they've I've incorporated some of them and like putting on the timer to oh, yeah. make sure that um okay my break is over let me get back especially for those of us who struggle to stay on task like me because I get carried away with so other no, things. that's me that's why I even I did it the time blocks <laughs> yeah. yeah that's why I did it um so I find like those timers really help as well so I love that you're doing all that yeah my last one is my in is being and practicing more gratitude in my body and in my life I feel like what's out is the harsh self-criticism and picking myself apart because I feel like I get so frustrated sometimes with stuff that happens in my life whether that's you know just anything like if I'm breaking out because I'm stressed or it's hormonal then I'll Mm -hmm. you know have a tendency to be like wow like why is this happening to me like this and and not in a dramatic way but more so like frustrated right like you know what like I don't I don't know when there's changes going on in your body period like you know that it gets frustrating Mm -hmm. but I don't want to pick myself apart anymore. I don't want to give myself really bad self-criticism because at the end of the day, these are our bodies. And if the worst thing that's happening to me right now is um, something that has to do with my appearance, then I'm, I'm pretty lucky, you know, like I'm still healthy and my body is still feeling air in my lungs and my heart is still beating and I'm still alive you're able-bodied I'm able-bodied and so I just want to practice more gratitude like I get to live another day I get to breathe I get to wake up in the morning I'm kind of just being grateful for everything that you have and it's kind of like when they say oh I when people are like I hate going to work or I don't want to walk or because like if you park too far you're like now I have to walk Mm -hmm. you think about things like at least you have a job that you get to go into to complain about and if you're parked far away and you're like wow I have to walk really far at least you have legs that can Mm -hmm. carry you and this doesn't go for anyone who's having any chronic illnesses that they you know that makes it harder for them this is for the people who just maybe can get a little bit Um, practice a little bit of gratitude themselves because they're nice and healthy yeah a change of perspective right yeah Mm. and harsh self-criticism everything it causes anxiety you know and stress and that's Mm -hmm. goes along with the cortisol so more imbalance of like your hormones and stuff like that so yeah you want to free yourself of that right exactly so that was my last one what i do want to say is on this Healthline article. It says that it can take anywhere from 18 to 254 days to create better habits or new habits that you want to incorporate into your life. Wow. With the average being 66 days for it to become automatic. So don't give up if it's kind of taking a while for you to make a routine or stick with your goals. Um, And the last thing that I want to say is that roadblocks are going to happen. And with me setting a timer and trying not to like look at my phone at the end of the night or me trying to not scroll social media so much, like roadblocks are going to happen. There is inevitably going to be a day where I'm scrolling for three hours or I'm grabbing my phone at the end of the night because, you know, I have nothing else to do and I want to do that. And that's completely okay. We do not need to be hard on ourselves when we don't 100% meet our goals as long as we're proactively trying to 
better ourselves in the way that we want to, I think we're on the right track. Beautifully said. I, I love that. So for our closing segments, I would love to share a Reddit story with you all. May I share it, Ashley? Yes, please do. All right. So kind of taking um, a pivot here from what our main topic is. I saw this Reddit post and it was related to um, jobs and recruiting. So the, the OP that had posted their story had said, I, uh, he said something to the effect of like, I, I did it, you guys. I, I showed him who's boss and I stuck it to them. And he had posted his screenshot of an email, him sending a note back to um, the recruiter or hiring manager saying, I'm assuming because it's a week since we've last spoken and there's been no response that this role has already been filled. Thank you so much for letting me know and keeping me in the loop because that was really great to keep me in the dark. Thanks for your time, signed OP. When I saw that, I was shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that he, it only took him a week to get that frustrated. Wow. Wow. That is not good advice, by the way. Don't do that. Please do not do that. Um, um, If you're starting out your career, wherever you are, please do not send passive aggressive emails with the assumption that Uh, the hiring team has made a decision because it can take weeks for people to make decisions because vacations, illnesses, um, deadlines happens. Like the the OP should not have done that. The the best that he could have done is just email them back and say, hey, just checking in. Are there any updates? Because like then you're also like burning bridges with a company that you potentially want to work for. Mm -hmm. Because now they're going to remember you and they're going to remember you in a negative way and not want to hire you just to piggyback off what you said um one of the the commenters had said wow you really effed yourself here as you said Ashley I wish you had provided your email so I could also blacklist you from my company from from even being interviewed and I forgot that they did that they do they blacklist you and like why would you post this well, here's the funny thing. The OP commented back to the other commenters below and said, well, I didn't really want to work for them anyway. And he wrote, he wrote back to another person who said, wow, you really effed yourself. He says, well, it doesn't really matter because there's thousands and thousands of other companies out there. I was so shocked by their attitude. To the point where you said, I don't really want to work for them anyways, but you took the time out to reply to them in an angry way, letting them know that they haven't replied to you. You definitely wanted to work for them. If you didn't really want to work for them anyways, then you wouldn't have even responded to them. You would have Mm -hmm. forgot that you applied. Mm -hmm. So the top upvoted comment had said, are you absolutely sure that they made a decision? Were you absolutely sure that they had confirmed that to you before you sent this? And that was it. Clearly, they didn't because they didn't even want to write back because the OP bothered to write back to the other comments below that. Wow. I was really shocked when I saw that. So um, that's the story I wanted to share. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I want to piggyback off of that because I found the Reddit thread that I wanted to talk about. Let's hear it. This thread said, what habit changed your entire life to be more successful? And I took a couple, I took a couple, um, and I just wanted to share what some of the answers were. 
The first one said, if it takes less than two minutes, I do it. It's amazing how my house is always clean. Important emails are always answered. I have time for really important things now. So basically, I think what they're saying is hmm. if you are you want to do something and it t- only takes two minutes, she ended up doing it or they ended up doing it. So hmm. basically saying if it only takes two minutes to enter this email, I'll just do it right now. I'll knock it out. Or if it yeah. only takes two minutes to put this cup away, I'm going to do it right now because it doesn't take that much energy and I'll just do it. And it's a whole bunch of little tasks that would build yeah, up at the end of the day. Absolutely right. So that was there tip another tip on here is letting go of the past i'm talking about toxic relationships so but i think that can go for anything letting go of the past if it doesn't serve you anymore yes i agree with that whether it's relationships or just anything traumatic i know maybe traumatic isn't the right word because it's traumatizing for a reason but if you can let go of things that no longer serve you then i think that could be beneficial too um three is this person said getting up an hour or two earlier it's amazing what you can achieve getting up at 10 a.m <laughs> so, <cute. laughs> so cute that's so cute i love um, that but it's realistic right like what if this person works swing shift or has to work yeah in the afternoon, no i right? no, but i love it though i i love that because i was thinking like oh man waking up an hour earlier um but everyone's hour earlier to your point is all different you're absolutely right yeah I mean I'm guilty I woke up in my my mind is like pretty light I woke up at like well not not today I'm thinking about yesterday yesterday I woke up at like 10 and like I intended to wake up at 9 and then that didn't happen but that's okay that's okay because those are the roadblocks that we're talking about um and then this is the last one that I had here which I kind of touched on already but this person said my personal favorite and what I'm working on right now um, when I heard the advice to think that I get to instead of I have to, an example, I get to wake up and go to work because I have a job. Yeah, that is true. So that's what we have this week for you all. Thanks everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We hope you were able to learn some lessons from our stories we share today. Join us next week where we share some personal stories. See you then. Bye everyone. Bye.